Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the 27th episode of Why Are People Into That? The podcast that says, look ma, no hands. I'm your host, Tina Horn, and my very special guest today is butt sex renaissance lady, Tristan Taramino. Tristan is the creator of, you might say, a buttload of educational books and movies, and the best place to find them is sex-positive retailer's Smitten Kitten. Visit smittenkittenonline.com to find some of Tristan's books, including The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women, The Ultimate Guide to Kink, as well as a ton of her hardcore movies, including The Expert Guide to Pegging and The Expert Guide to Advanced Anal Sex. Smitten Kitten is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, and they continue to offer a special discount to wire people into that listeners. Visit smittenkittenonline.com and enter the word Y, that's W-H-Y, during checkout to get 20% off your order. If you have yet to pick up a copy of my new book, Love Not Given Lightly, Profiles from the Edge of Sex. Email tinahornshowbiz at gmail or tweet at tinahornsass. If you promise to write an online review, I can send you a copy for free. Otherwise, look for it wherever quality books about butts are sold. So, bend over, breathe deep, and double check you're working with a flared base. For why are people into butt plugs? Hi, we're having a pajama party. We are having a pajama party. We're at we're at International Ms. Leather, where people are literally dressed to the nines. Literally oh my god, to the nines. I mean, what does the, it mean to be? Literally? I don't know, but like the fashion just tonight was uh, uh, the eye candy was. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. Yes. And, and, you, and we're in our pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I came up to the room and I was like, I could put my leopard print pants back on. Or or I could wear these shorts. Or jammies. Yeah, jammies. Anyone um, who knows me really well knows that my favorite thing to wear in the entire world is pajamas. I do have a, I, yeah, I have a fetish for jams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also just saying to the folks I was having dinner with that of all the things that could be going on in the dungeon, there's no scene more appealing to me than actually just going to the hot tub. <laughs> the hot tub. Yeah, now, I mean, 
Is it open like all night? Because it's I, outside, so I don't know if, if oh, there's like I a... thought you meant the dungeon. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I know the dungeon's open all night. Is the hot tub... You know how sometimes they, like, close the pool in the hot tub at, like, 10 p.m. or I something? Think it, I think it closes at 11. Okay, yeah, see? So, yeah, because okay. they don't want, um, you know... The riffraff, drinking. It, yeah, or sleepwalking. <laughs> if I sleptwalked, I would totally sleepwalk right to the hot tub. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm drawn to it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but speaking of fashion, when I saw you for the first time tonight, you were wearing an amazing dress, and you were just telling me the amazing story of that amazing leather dress. Well, because here's the thing, is that I really do get into fashion, and I, I, I do like clothes, I love to shop, but I love nothing more than something amazing that feels amazing, that makes me feel amazing, that looks good on me, and I get an insane bargain on of like course. that's that is like the pinnacle it's like when people come up to me and say I love that dress it's like I just want to pull them aside and be like you'll never guess how much I paid for it that's what you said I said, <laughs> I said you look really great and you were like I can't hug you <laughs> well, yes that dress was like skin tight it was it was for a standing event I call that a standing oh event yes dress. um and uh but yeah you said you said I can't hug you also, you won't believe the bargain I got on this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- the zipper is quite precarious on this yeah. dress, and it, it needs to be replaced. Yeah. So I think once the zipper is fixed for real, I will feel less tentative about it. I just yeah. felt very like this could split open, yeah. and, and that would be... A different kind of party. Yeah. Different kind of statement. Yeah, that would be a different kind of tweet yeah <laughs> i loved the story that you were telling about the what is it called the place lomans that, lomans and that it used to in new york what it was known for is it had this thing called the back room which is like these high high-end designer dresses and clothes but there was no dressing room yeah there was one room one big room with mirrors all around it and you had to go in there and take your clothes off and try these things on with which, other women. Which you, of course... I had no problem doing. Huge hindrance to no. any of your <laughs> shopping, I'm sure. It's really funny because I was just thinking... It's hard to explain Lomans to anyone who's not in New York. But I was just thinking that the dress I wore to the premiere party for my very first movie, The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women, uh, uh, in 1999, was from Lomans. I... Love that movie. Can I tell you a story about that movie, yeah. actually? Uh, which is... Uh, I was actually thinking about this when I was thinking, how do I introduce Tristan? What what words could I possibly say to <laughs> introduce Tristan Tarmino's reputation proceeds who needs no introduction? But I, I was thinking um, about when I worked in a dungeon in, uh, in Oakland, and we had all of these VHS pornos, right? And some of them were, like, documentaries about doms. And, you know, I mean, there was also, like, uh, cheesy rom-coms. It was just a big VHS collection, right, right. for when you're waiting around uh, for the phone to ring. Um, and we had that. We had the ultimate guide to anal sex for women. The John, It's John Stagliano yes, produced, right? Evil and, Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember this one day. There was just this long, rainy day, and nobody was calling and I just sat down in the in the like basement locker room and put that movie on um and I just got so turned on at work which like you I get turned on at work all the time but uh I was just like I just have to I just have to rub one out right now I like so I you know I mean that we all right. masturbated all the right. time anyway it right. really actually wasn't that scandalous okay. but 
I just have such vivid memory of um, every time anybody mentions that movie, just being like, I don't know if I was turned on because I was at work and anybody might have walked into the locker room at any point and right. found me jerking off to it. But it was the end scene, the like big, like, well, we made this movie, so now let's all have sex. Yeah. The scene that I was just like, so into it. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty epic. And there's this sort of like maybe staged part where everybody's like, well, director Tristan yes. Jeremy, well, that's no, the thing, and there's you some, no, you've told yes, us yes, all of it, these uh, things. Right, like, right. now you must show Submit. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing. It's like, I obviously. I obviously wrote the story, you know, like I yeah. conceived the whole movie and, but there's still probably like five or six people in the world because they email me that say like, were you really caught off guard? Because you seemed a little <laughs> caught off guard. And I was like, yeah, caught off guard if you mean scheduled it, planned it, got thought a about it, test, got tested, directed it, did an enema, that didn't eat lunch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Completely caught off well, guard. you're a good actress. <laughs> Um, great scene. You get thanks three three thumbs up from me. Oh, three thumbs up. I was so I was just that's really the third is the thumb that you're using to masturbate. I don't. The third thumb is the is the clitoral phallus. I think. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the third thumb? I've never. No, but when you say it, and I picture it's like a third leg. and I picture a thumb, right? I, it's like your hang, your that's your clip. That's the thumb up that I want to give okay. that movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when when did you? Is that like when anal sex became your thing? Oh no no no! In your career, I in, oh say. in my career, right? I mean, do you want the origin story? Of course, I okay. Do. So here's the thing. So I um, was sexually adventurous within certain confines when I was young. So I I first had intercourse when I was 16. I slept with a lot of people. Um, I just really like sex. Yeah. It's great. And um, I mostly slept with cis men, except I made out with uh, a girl in high school once. Mm. And we were naked. Um, <laughs> okay. It's for the memoir. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So I got to college and I went to Wesleyan, mm. which is like the best place on earth. Cool. And believe the hype. It's cool. as crazy and weird and unique as as everyone says it is. And um, that's when I started like thinking, oh, I think I want to have sex with girls. Yeah. And then I got my first like serious girlfriend. Mm. Um, and the the big deal around that was that she was like the big dyke on campus. Ah. Everyone knew her to be not only a dyke, mm. but very outspoken about sex, outspoken about SM. Uber dyke. Had a subscription to On Our Backs, mm. brought Susie Bright to <gasps> speak on campus. Like, she just was the shit. Yeah. She was it. Yeah. And she was butch, and she wore, like, ties, men's shirts and ties to class. Oh, my God, your eyes are so big. <laughs> <laughs> just recalling. Right. And so, um, so she was a big deal. So the thing is, she... For me, like, there was this huge shift in my sexuality 
when I started sleeping with her specifically, not just women, just her. Yeah. Which is that she was this kind of person where she was just super sex positive. Yeah. And not only in talk, but in in action. Yeah. And and so her thing was like she really imparted to me that there was this huge menu that mm. we could choose from mm. and and everything was kind of equal. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's Thursday. Do you want to try bondage for the first time <laughs> or the strap-on? You know what I mean? Like, I love that. So there was, like, all these things I was doing for the very first time. Um, and so, of course, anal sex, like, comes up on the list at some point, it right? It sure does. You're like, yeah, let's try that. Yeah. And And unlike, I know, a lot of other people, my first anal experience was just, like, you know, careful and gentle and lube mm. and gloves. And it felt amazing yeah so i was like hooked from day one yeah which i know some people have a negative experience and they have to kind of go back and heal from that and then get over that or they have a lot of solo experiences that they feel a lot of shame Shame. around and and, and, yeah yeah so there was no shame it was like all pleasure all good yeah um and i was like yeah you're like now i'm gonna be an evangelist (laughs) oh no i mean I mean, and so part of the evangelism didn't, part of it is like, I wrote this book, um, and the ultimate, the guide, ultimate to anal, guide to anal, anal sex, sex for women. women. Yeah. And, and, you know, the first edition came out in 1998, which I mean, so I guess there's people like weren't even born who I meet nowadays, like when that book came out. Yeah. And for me, I, it was a book that I wanted on my bookshelf. It was a book, it was a thing that I was really passionate about, and I knew I couldn't be the only one. Mm. Yet, I felt like I had the inside scoop on my friends' sex lives, but no one ever talked about anal. Mm. And what drew me to anal sex, honestly, was that it was so much more intense Mm. of an experience. Yeah. Just even just on a physical level. Yeah. I mean, for me, the orgasms are totally different. And it is, it is, you know, blows my mind. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. <laughs> you are. Yeah. 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 And I, um, anal sex, uh, receptive anal sex for, for me, uh, also just makes me, uh, just reminds me every time, even now of the, I sound so cheesy to say it like a virgin, but it just like reminds me of when sex was new. It feels new every time because it, uh, not to say like uh, vaginal sex has become like rote and no, no. and boring, but I, like there's right. something about the uh, intensity of the stimulation of anal sex that like every single time like makes me feel like a teenager. Also, you have to start from the beginning all the time. Yeah, that's another that's thing. It. Is that yeah? Um, you know, there comes a time in your life when you know your body, and truthfully, like you could have a quickie of a pretty big putting a pretty big thing in your pussy right you know you got super turned on super fast yeah 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 you're under 35 (laughs) the juices are flowing or the lube is flowing um and yeah and you can shove some pretty big stuff up there right but with the ass like you actually have to go back to square one every single time yeah i mean you do like when you you, get but the time shortens i mean obviously or you yeah and psychologically you get 
more ready or used comfortable, to it. Comfortable, yeah. But and it, you know it, your limits more, and you kind of, you have this feeling like, okay, I'm totally ready for more. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, so, the, so it can take less time to get warmed up, to a place to a place you want to go but but you, you still kind of start over. with the one finger yeah. like you always have to go back to the one finger yeah totally. so that newness thing i think is yeah. i totally get that yeah and it feels and, and then it the the physicality of it becomes connected to this psychology of it as well where i'm like of course feel um dirty well uh dirty but also it like drops me down into this uh it's you know it's the only kind of sex that uh, I don't get cerebral about when oh I'm having God. it. I am a hundred and ten percent with you. I never knew this about you. I never knew this about you. Thinking. No, 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 no. And, and for people who think, overthink, spend mm-hmm. too much time with their minds, I mean, I'm, that's totally me. Um, before I discovered meditation, mm. which. Now I practice on a daily basis and has really changed my life. Fuck yeah. But before I discovered meditation, if you asked me, what is something where you you literally can just sink into it and not think and just be, just be this like orifice. Good old sodomy. Yes. And it's anal sex. Like I totally agree with you. Yeah. It takes you to another place. Ugh. Yes. Well, just one more thing you and I have in common. So you're in college. Yeah. And you're trying out these things, and then you decide you... uh, Was that the first book you wrote? That was the first book I wrote, which is just... You know, on anyone's, like, trajectory of career, like, (laughs) would tell you, like, you don't start with the book on anal sex, which everyone's, like, afraid of and terrified of and freaked out by. Yeah. Uh, It's worked out pretty good for me, though. Yeah, it certainly Uh, has. I just was ahead of the curve. Of course you were. I mean, I was way ahead. Like, when I think now, just in the most recent issue of Cosmopolitan, which, by the way, Cosmo is upping their game. They are. Like, Whoa. I noticed in the... They just had something online about why there need to be more um, sex educators of color. That's... And it was thoughtful and smart. And I was like, this is cosmopolitan. This is really... Things are really changing. So anyway, Cosmo in the print edition just had an article on anal sex. And it was so just... So normalizing. So blasé. So just like, well, you know, it's... uh, it's February. Let's just do anal sex. I mean, just so whatever, right? That's so and great. I was thinking, you don't remember in 1998, everyone was fucking freaking out. Yeah, they were freaking out, huh? Freaking out. And yeah. so I wrote my first book on what, anal sex. Uh, what is that? That's I'm, crazy. I'm so curious, actually, because you were also talking about that this was happening at Wesleyan. Wesleyan's an Wesleyan. all women's college. No. Right? No. Uh, that's Wellesley. Easy to confuse. Gotcha. Wesleyan is co ed, and it used to be all men until the 70s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Actually. Um,. Uh, but you were involved in your own little all women's college. Yes, I was within the yes, yes. Um, so do you think that part of what you were seeing was? I guess my question is: Was it dykes who were freaking out? Was it straight people who were freaking out? Because gay men were not freaking out about no, anal sex right, in no, not at all. the night. Well, right. they were freaking out about it in a different way. In a different way because it was the age of AIDS. Yes. No, I mean in 1998 when my book came out. Um, it was just scandalous. Yeah. I mean, it was scandalous that it was written by a woman. It was scandalous that it was written for people of all sexual orientations. So there was talk about having sex with other women, having sex with men. Right. Um, Because everybody's got an ass. And, and, you know, people just, 
I can't explain it. They were they were terrified of it. They yeah. were literally terrified of it. Yeah. Um, and and so I think if anyone like were to sort of coach someone's career, and and they said, "What's the first book you want to write?" You said, "Well, this is the thing I'm really digging right now that yeah. I'm really passionate about." They'd be like, "Okay, that's okay." Um, let's just put that on hold. <laughs> Why don't you write about like a nice vagina? How about a little cunnilingus? Maybe a penis. A cunnilingus manual. So yeah. So I mean, they would tell you to like that you should not write that book first. That's and not it was that. Cleus that put that. And, on, yes, right? and people told me. I mean, all the time they told me, Tristan, you are going to regret this. Like mm. you're going to become known as the woman who wrote the book on anal sex. First of all, it's like the tiniest, 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 tiniest little niche. Yeah. And people are going to associate it with you forever. And truthfully, that is that has happened. Yeah. In other words. How's that working out for you? It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I it's actually. More than fine. I went on to like write other books, first of all. So I feel like yeah. I didn't get pigeonholed. No, like you no one said you can't not. teach a G-spot class. It's like, no, no, I know some other things. Yeah. And and I wrote a book on non-monogamy. And yeah. So, Opening up. Yeah. Great so book. I, I so I, I disagree. I mean, what I will tell you is, um, do people associate that with me forever and ever? Yes. But that means that when someone's doing a story on anal sex in the media, they have to call me. They have to call you. And that feels great. And yeah. I say, fuck this idea of like that pigeonholed me. Yeah. I'm known for something. That's, oh man, that's really inspiring too. Because that moment when you're like feeling really passionate, you have a passion project and people are advising you not and you're like oh maybe i don't really know if this is i don't want to shoot myself in the foot no and the like best that. work i've ever done and you don't realize this until you get older is that like it all started with people going that's a bad idea that's not a viable idea yeah that's insane uh here are the 10 reasons why that's not going to work yeah. i mean for me that preceded my best work in many different mediums. Yeah, well, that's a great gauge when people start to doubt you. Then you're like, cool, I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. When they say, no one's done this before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. or when they're like, you can't do that. And no. You're like, well, mm, we'll no. see. Oh, cool, I'm going to do that exact thing. Um. So what... We haven't talked about butt plugs. We haven't talked about, talking butt about butt plugs. plugs. Yeah, why are people Jeez. into butt plugs? Right. I mean, it. Uh, we've talked about anal sex on the show quite a few times. You have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're uh, warmed up? They're, they're lubed up and they're warmed, warmed up. up and they're... Uh, Ready. Very receptive, yes, okay. uh, hopefully. Um, uh, but... Um, what do you think is so sexy about anal sex? About anal sex or butt plugs? Let's let's, let's start, start let's start with anal sex. No, then, let's do butt plugs. Okay, fuck it. Let's be more specific. Um, because I have to Yo, say. So what? Do you, yeah, what do you think is so I, yeah, sexy I, about a, a butt plug? Yeah, no, what, no. First, <laughs> tell us what is a butt plug? Oh yes, okay. So a butt plug is sort of what like, is the marvel of engineering? Yes, okay. What is the so butt a butt plug, plug is um, a very particular kind of shaped toy, sex toy. Yeah. Um. The most common butt plug shape is like the teardrop. Right. But then some other shapes have sort of come into into favor. Like there's like little balls, like graduated size balls. That are sort of like the plug version of anal, anal beads, beads, which but are they've actually, been turned into one which one is better toy. because yeah. actually anal we can talk yeah. about the the pleasure of 
anal beads and they're like contracting yeah. or around um around them but actually the like beads, beads on the themselves string, no no we don't no, do, we not don't do that anymore. idea we don't not do that a good anymore. idea no. no so um it's so it's, it's teardrop shape and then and then more recently there's like the kind of mushroom head shaped and yeah. the long neck yeah um and essentially it's designed with your butt in mind yeah in that um it's it's only it's not that it's only for your butt but it kind of is only for your butt yeah. i mean it could work in in your vagina or in some other orifice or but in like mouth, yeah but it's for your butt yeah and um it always has a flared base mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or if it's bead if it's any kind of bead toy sometimes it has a handle of some mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. but it's got to have a flared base or a handle right yeah otherwise it's gonna go so like so a straight like lipstick shaped vibrator is not a butt toy no it's not okay no. I, yeah i'm an evangelist about that so here's the thing about butt plugs that i mean i feel like i could do an entire just I could lecture for three hours on butt plugs. I'm I'm not I am not teasing you. It's true. Ooh, because don't tease me. there's so many things about butt plugs that I love. See, I mean, and this is this is why. Okay, this is why we're doing this. So let's just begin. Let like like let, let sort of begin at the beginning, which is one of the things I love about butt plugs is their simplicity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think one of the fascinating things that's been happening with sex toys in the last decade is that they're getting what what they often call smarter in quotes uh-huh. meaning that that there's been some tremendous technology around sex toys yeah. and there are all these sex toys that have you know these computer scientists behind them and they they can like adjust to what you like they can remember things you like mm-hmm, they can change mm-hmm. patterns mm-hmm. they can change sensations it's like all very high tech and so I think that the butt plug gets kind of lost in the shuffle yeah. in our, in this new Hopefully age. Hopefully not lost in the colon. Not lost in the colon. Yeah. No. Lost in the shuffle. In this new age because I feel like people have these expectations. You know, when I say, hey, this is a butt plug. It's made of silicone, you know, top quality material. It's designed to go in your butt and stay there. Yeah. They're like. Yes, but does it dance? So is there. Well, so will it. Will it remember my name? <laughs> Will it give me 18 vibration patterns? Will it remind me to call my mom? Is there a Bluetooth connection? <laughs> it, does it glow in the dark? You know, it's like, and it's none of that. No, it's not going to do How anything. How many MP3s? It's going to go in your ass and stay there. And yeah. that is like the beauty and amazing thing about it's it. It's kind of analog, isn't it? <laughs> it sort of is. But in the best way. Oh, in the yeah. way that like oh, this yeah. does not need to be smarter than it is. It's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the reasons I love butt plugs also is because I feel like it's a tool that works smarter not harder mm-hmm. speaking of smarts um is that it like it works on all these different levels in yeah. other words some people really like butt plugs because it's like ooh, <laughs> it feels good if you, i mean your your ass has all these nerve endings we yeah. know it's an erogenous zone so it yeah. feels good you yeah. put something in there penetration great it feels yeah. good um and i think especially for people who like this sense of um fullness uh-huh. they feel like they like to have something in their ass. Yeah. So not a lot of in and out, in and out. If you yeah. like in and out, a dildo, fingers, uh, any kind of wand. But if if you, but some people don't like the in and out. Yeah. They want to just go in there and then feel this kind of pressure. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting because 
when you go past the anal canal, which is the first few inches, and you get into the rectum, there are all these theories about how the nerve endings are different in the tissue of the rectum than they are of the anal canal. Yeah. And they actually respond more to pressure. That makes sense. Than other kinds of touch, like stroking or mm-hmm. other kinds mm-hmm. of stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of feeling full or feeling pressure against yeah. the walls yeah. that can be like a super turn on for people it could feel yeah. really good yeah. but then when a butt plugs in your butt the other thing is i feel like it's it can warm you up for other things yes so i love this idea that the butt plug is doing multiple jobs kind of and that you could put a butt plug in and everything that leads up to that and all the tension and all the play and then you put the butt plug in, and then you start doing other things. Right. And then when you cu- re- return to the butt, right, and you take out the butt plug, the ass is aroused, it's turned on, it's opened up. And it's- also kind of gotten past, again, that psychological threshold. Like, if there is a, a barrier, psychological barrier, like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, I'm worried about being messy, I'm... Uh, does this make me gay? Whatever you know, so you've right. you've you've managed. You sat with it. Well, I mean, that's you, the you've sat with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I'm just now thinking of framing this whole thing in a Buddhist way, which is like you've 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 just sat with it. Just yeah, sit with yeah, it. Yeah. Like feel the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to go anywhere right now. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. can just sit with the butt plug in your ass. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um and. You know, I've taught, it's really funny because I taught a whole class on kinky sex um, and anal play. I was, you've, you've read my mind. I've read that your mind. That was one of the things I was going to ask you about. And I've said in this class, um, and in, then I wrote a subsequent chapter for the new edition of the book about it, which is that for me, like the most important tool in my, in my BDSM toy bag is a butt plug. Yeah. You know, when you ask people, what do you think it is? They're like, oh, is it cuffs? Oh, is it rope? Yeah. Oh, is it, you know, a flogger? It's like, no, it's a butt plug because you can do so many things with a butt plug. Um, <laughs> and and I think, it, again, it's very, anal- it feels very analog, but it's so, it's like so straightforward in what it does. And I feel like it also just gets people, this is my thing about, kinky sex and butt plugs is that the butt plug can become a tool that is both material and real and in the body and also symbolic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of using a butt plug in a scene, for example, where you would text someone or call them or I am them or maybe leave a note on their pillow that yeah. says put put the butt plug in yeah yeah and uh leave it in until I see you yeah which is yeah. maybe in 15 minutes maybe it's in a half hour maybe it's in an hour depending yeah. on how experienced you are and every time you move on, on the subway when you're driving yeah I want you to think about my hand yeah yeah, yeah. my cane or the something hot wax that's going to drip on you whatever or, it is or something more abstract like the fact that i own you yes yes yeah the power dynamic that that ass is mine right yeah so you can imbue it with all this meaning yeah and it's like the scene has started uh-huh uh-huh 
and you're not even there. You didn't even and have to do anything. You can still go shopping for another half hour. <laughs> like, you're a lazy top, me. Um, you know what I mean? It's like the scene has begun, anticipation is building, tension is building, and focus. This is the other thing I like about a butt plug. Yes. Is I think absolutely one of the hardest things to do in kinky sex, and, and maybe in all sex, in this moment in t- that we live in. Yeah, yeah. Is to shed all of the stress and chaos of our lives and just like get into our bodies. Yeah, I was going to say when you were... grounded. When you were describing it as as an important tool in the kinky toolkit, I was thinking of it as... Uh, almost kind of bondage, but uh, more like a like a like a dart, like a pin, where you're basically like putting a pin in someone's body that like is also like a magnet that makes them stay right where they well, are. Right, and it's and it, I think it grounds you. I mean, the truth is, when you have a butt plug in your ass, you can't. It's hard to space out. It's hard to forget that you have a butt plug there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that you're very aware of your body. And for me, I think because I love anal so much, it is a grounding place for me. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's a way to... I also think it's just a way to focus. I think one of the hardest things for people to do is just to get in that space. And in BDSM, you know, we would we could call it subspace or you know, BDSM space or kink space, but even in non-kinky situations, to get in the space where you feel like you're grounded, you're in your body, you're present, yeah. and, and you're focused on what's to come, yeah. right? Which yeah. I think is half the battle of, of, of sex yeah. and desire is, is this anticipation. Also, speaking of smart sex toys, it's a sex toy that works for you when you're not even touching it. It's like hands-free, right? Like yes. you don't even have to be the one that puts it in, but if you tell the like you were just yes. saying, if you tell the person to put it in, then it's like you put it in. Yes. But even if you put it in, then once it's in, it keeps working for working. you. Yes. For you. Yes. yes. Which I which I love. And so I think yeah, that like I said, I think it's it becomes a tool and it and then if you if you want someone to start thinking about something, anticipating something, begin to focus on something, whether that's that you're going to give them a caning or a spanking, or they're going to do this service for you, or you're going to just have like hot randy anal sex, whatever it is, the butt plug can like be that sort of physical reminder that helps build tension even when you're not there. I have another story for you, which is that when I read The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women uh, in, like, 2005, um, and I was living in an apartment in San Francisco, and I read the... Uh, I can't remember if you suggested, like, have, telling your partner to put it in while they did chores. <laughs> I, I'm sure I did. I'm sure you did. Yes. Or if I just, like, extrapolated... No, I think I said, like, that is one thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was like... Great idea! And I had a little um, silicone plug, and I I put it in and wore it to the laundromat, 
Like I, you yeah. know, I didn't wait around yeah. for my. I lived with my boyfriend at the time, and I and I and I and I did it, and I just remember being like like shimmying around, you know, at the laundromat, and it's like, so naughty. I've got a also, you could vibrate again. I mean, I was just thinking about these old fashioned um, ones where you could sit on the washer when it oh, when it went around, <laughs> and you could get some serious. I mean, if it's silicone, you're conducting, conducting that vibration. That vibration. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't no. even try that. I think I was just so excited to be in public and doing and something naughty, mundane naughty. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. and then of course I, I came home and I and I uh, and then my, my boyfriend came home from work and I was like guess what I did I did the laundry and he was like great and I was like but no. I was writing my blog and he was like oh okay well, but why what yeah <laughs> and it was really I think it was more it, I, clearly I was I was masturbating you know uh both physically and psychologically. I was like kinky masturbation because I yeah. it really was more interesting to me than it was to him ultimately. But the idea, when people do wear them under, <coughs> under their clothing and stuff, the idea that they're doing something naughty or that they're yeah. having an experience that other people don't know about, yeah. that does turn people on. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too because you're like getting your kicks in public but nobody... You're, you're not everyone's consented imposing. to it because right, you're, you're not imposing you're doing on laundry. their space yes yeah 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 they, they wouldn't know right no one would be the wiser yeah um so i feel like i okay so have i i mean i feel like i said the first thing and then i was gonna say other things okay so so the thing i love about about plug is just the idea that it could be both symbolic and practical Mm -hmm. the idea that it's like working for you when it's in there Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so it can be a tool where i I just think your body can start to get used to that feeling yeah yeah while you're doing other things because the other thing i found too and i mean this sounds really obvious but i feel like i have to say it which is that when you get someone really 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 turned on their ass is just a welcoming place. Yeah, yeah. Even if they don't know it. Yeah, it's like the more turned on someone is, just for some, you know, like, I mean, obviously the blood is rushing there and there's all this other things going on, but it's like the more turned on someone is, the more likely you can you can give them anal pleasure and they'll really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So there's got to be like a whole picture. You've got to be like working all the other parts too to get... Yeah you know the ass going it is also amazing that you can put a plug in and then go down on that person or you can put in and have intercourse whatever whatever bodies whatever genders you're you're working with you can it can it doesn't have to the the butt plug doesn't have to be like okay first the butt plug and then you graduate to to anal intercourse right right bigger things in the butt or whatever actually like wearing a butt plug while you're doing or doing any other kinky thing, like yeah. getting a spanking or yeah. getting tied up. Well, or, especially I think a spanking. Yeah, because it. Well, yeah, there's some vibration <laughs> there, and and literally all the blood is rushing right down there yeah. to your butt cheeks and your ass, and so the focus becomes so intense on the butt that yeah, that yeah. I think spanking and and butt plugs kind of go hand in hand, so to speak. So to speak, hand and butt, or whatever. <laughs> hands free. Hands free. Yeah. So you have both hands free for spanking. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say, too, is that it works just as well as a solo tool as, a, that, as it does with a partner. Yeah, that's true. Because I do think one of the keys to anal sex for people is if you 
have fear and anxiety and misgivings and wackadoodle thoughts, which everyone does, by of the course, way, if yeah. you grew up in this culture, like we there's so much cultural baggage around anal sex. So of course you're gonna have some of it, yeah. if not all of it. You know, that I think people should take it off the table with a partner. If they're feeling freaked out about it, yeah. then take it off the table with a partner and start doing it by yourself. You can go at your own pace. You can explore what you like. You can freak out and take it out you yeah, know, whenever yeah, you yeah. want, like whatever. And you don't have the pressure of trying to like make this happen with a partner. Yeah. And so I, I think that's good too. I feel like especially men, a lot of straight identified guys have said like the first way that I got into anal was through masturbation and putting a butt plug in my butt. Because also you can, I mean, this goes back to what we're saying about getting used to it. Like, like, especially if you have a small one and it doesn't take that much warm up. Right. To, or, and there are know, these cute ones, you know, like Tantus has one and so does Vixen Creations where it's like, it feels like it's the size of, of two of my finger. fingers, but one regular person finger. I have very, very tiny hands. Oh. Hands that obviously God made for fisting. Yes. Um, clearly. Clearly. So if you could see my hands, you'd understand that like two of my fingers are equivalent to most people's one finger. To most people's small butt plug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so many, there's so many different size ones. And I, I feel like, yeah, if you're trying to get used to the idea, you like lube it up, relax a little, pop it in and then you can it's not like you then forget that it's there no you don't that's the whole Mm -hmm. point of what we're saying right but you also don't you don't have to like keep like like twisting yourself around or Or, like paying attention like putting it in and out right yeah which uh eventually may be like key to your enjoyment of it but if you kind of just want to like you put it in and then you can Get used to the idea, and then you can like get right back into the routine that you feel really comfortable with, right? right? Like the masturbation, the mas- routine. right? Right, your right. Gen- your your way that you know you come or you know you know feels really good, yeah. And it can be nice then if you want to like watch porn or read erotica or use your imagination or whatever. You can also like just it's it continues to stimulate you mm-hmm. even if it's not vibrating. We should talk about vibrating butt right. plugs, but like the pressure, like what you were just saying, the pressure. The fullness. Continues to stimulate you and you like don't even have to touch yourself right away to start getting turned on anyway. Yeah. Well, so that's many. the other thing is, you know, uh, it's really good to work your sphincter muscles, mm. right? And exercise them. Yeah. You know, the sphincter muscles are these tight ring of muscles right at the anal opening. Yeah. And they're kind of what decides if something's going in your butt or not going in your butt. Right. And so you can play around with your sphincter muscles by contracting them yeah, and yeah, relaxing, yeah. contract, relax, contract. And and that will actually move the butt plug. Yeah. I mean, there are these prostate toys, which are completely hands-free yeah, for yeah. people with um, male bodies. And But you can certainly just play with a butt plug with, by contracting your muscles. Yeah, and you can and move it around a little. Yourself, yeah, yeah, you can like move it. Like just with your muscles. And if, you're, and if you awesome. get, and if you tone those muscles and exercise them, you know, you can you can do some amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be ripped, right? <laughs> um, yeah, this is another reason that I love, um, uh, I feel like Enjoy should sponsor this podcast because I oh just love, God. I love Enjoy toys so much. So much. I feel like a, a Nary an episode goes by when I don't talk about how, the, those 
Enjoy plugs. Well, here, here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they're stainless steel. They're stainless plugs. steel plugs. They come in four sizes, the butt plug does. And yeah. there's other toys as well that you can also put in your butt. Like yeah. you could put the pure wand or the fun wand. Totally. Um, that, that curve's not going to. So here's, here's the thing about the Enjoy plugs is that, first of all, they were designed by this mad scientist, engineer <laughs> guy. Yeah. Who, um, who who like made prototype after prototype and and little design elements and little oh let's just move that an inch and let's make that a little bit bigger i mean he thought about this in a way that was going to work for the most number of people now yeah. obviously everyone's internal geography is 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 different right yeah. so yeah. so i have the same thing with with my butt plug the tristan butt plug where people well, there that's are people right. you have yeah, a butt plug yeah, named after yes. you and so where people say like oh my god it's the best butt plug in the world and then of course there's like one or two people who are like it does not work for me yeah like yeah. My, in my geography but but what i'm saying is the enjoy plug they just did so much research and so much thought went into it and it's it's, you know, it is the new age of sex toys where you test them on bodies and you get feedback. And mm, this isn't mm. just about, like, just pour it in a mold and, like, people will buy it and who the fuck cares. Right, exactly. Um, so that's one thing. That just the shape, the angle, the whole thing, it's all been thought about, which is why it feels so good. The second thing is it's metal. And so immediately you think, okay, wait. <laughs> I can't. Metal is rock hard it, do, mm. it doesn't have any give uh any flexibility that's what's so amazing it does no it. no right <laughs> but so it's like so I, I should start with something softer that has a little bit more give because i don't want this like rock hard thing in my butt and that seems weird and so it seems like it's going to be like super advanced like you have to work your way up to it right. but the thing about it is i have found this time and time again I think you can actually take a bigger size Enjoy toy mm. than you can a silicone toy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things is lube just clings to this baby. Right. In a very particular way. Right, right, right. It's super smooth. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So there's no drag at all. So even the highest quality silicone, there's a little bit of drag Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's something about a little bit of weight. The weight, the, the pressure thing. The, the, yeah, exactly. It goes back to the pressure thing, where the weight, and also what you were just saying about the different uh, nature of the nerves that are um, right in that the are, anal opening that versus are, that are in there, yeah. the, the rectum versus the, the anal opening. I I feel like I know. When, as soon as you said that, I like felt that like tingle in your butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you felt it in your butt. I felt it in my butt. And the the heaviness of the enjoy plugs are again where it you know there's no there's no motor in it but it feels like it's the pressure and the weight feels almost like it's moving not like back and forth but just like oh i can't even explain it and also i think especially in like a doggy style position or any from behind position to me the weight is on, for male on, body people it, on the prostate on the prostate and for, and me, for on my it's like on the g-spot and heaven it's like, and it's like no, it's just from the inside yes mm. so the weight is actually pressing on again like right on that wall that separates the rectal cavity from the vaginal ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A cavity for people um, who've got two holes. And so there is this kind of. It's subtle, but it's there. Ugh. It's subtle, but it's there. And so, yeah, those plugs are amazing. Yeah, it just dr- it I mean, there's no, me. yeah. 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 The Tristan plug, it's, the Tristan plug is... Uh, Vixen creation. And it's silicone. silicone. And it's got kind of like a wider yes. stem. So so the way... Th- this it's is a teardrop interesting kind of th- shape, th- No, right? it's not a teardrop. It's like a mushroom oh, head. Right, the mushroom head. And right. a wide neck. And then this flared base that looks like... It's meant to fit between your butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like wings, kind of. I mean, or or, or was a that pad. Like, did you feel like uh, <laughs> like I I real I've really made it in life that I got to design and have a butt plug named after me? Well, you know, getting back to Wesleyan, um, I am the only Wesleyan alum to ever have a butt plug named for them, and they <laughs> still will not do a profile of me in the magazine. What the fuck? What is up with that? You're. I mean, how many people in human history have had a butt plug named after them. I mean, people have designed it, but, you know. Right. But so the way that that came about was a a couple things. One is that um, I wanted a butt plug that could stay in your butt a long time. So one of the things that people find is that, especially with the teardrop shape, is that they start to get turned on and then they feel like it's going to slip out. Yes. That's another thing that doesn't happen with the enjoys because they're so heavy. So heavy. Yes. So there's something about this teardrop shape that is like really works as it's going in because the head is so tapered and there's wide part. Right, right, right. And then your butt closes around this tiny narrow part right before the base, right? Right, 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 right. But people would constantly say to me, I want a butt plug that doesn't fall out once I get really, really going. Right, because you, you you get turned on, you get more aroused, and also you start coming or you're just, your body your starts con- contracting, start contracting. And then, or you're like running around, you know, you're standing up, you're getting yeah. on all fours, yeah. you're getting tied up, you're, you know, doing whatever. And then, yeah, yeah it, and then whether it's actually going to come out or not, the discomfort of worrying that it might it's, takes you, no, out, takes you of, out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for me, um, I I worked at Babeland mm. uh, back in the '90s and on the Lower East Side, and there was this amazing company that was making silicone toys at that time, which you could only find their toys at like one or two stores. It was called Dills for Doze. I oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So they had a butt plug called the Voyager, which I really loved. And also they had certain designs and then they would come in multiple sizes. Mm. So my memory is like the Voyager came in like one or two or three sizes. Um, And they used to stamp a little star on the base of the toy, whether it was a dildo or a butt plug. And it's like one star is the Voyager one, two stars, Voyager two. So you could just pick it up and know which one it was. Um, Okay. So that had had a sort of an interesting design because it had a, a bulbous head, yeah. but more round, ra- much more round than the Tristan, um, and it didn't have that taper into this T 
teeny tiny little spot right above the base. It had more like a, a regular kind of stem to it. Yeah. And that used to be my favorite plug. That company went out of business. And I was like, I wanted to base this toy on that toy. And I wanted something that you could really wear for a longer amount of time. Yeah. And so I started experimenting with different things. And I found that this like wider neck yeah. was the key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not whittling down to that tiny, tiny little right above the neck. Right? So so this wider neck. And, and then this idea that you could have... The, sometimes I felt like the base could be so big of a butt plug, like super round, uh-huh, uh-huh. that it would also, it would sit away from the body. Right, right, right. And not be comfortable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Vixen Creations in San Francisco, and they, you know, produced all these prototypes, and we went back and forth, and it was like, no, put this one in your butt, and no, put this one in your butt. I mean, it's, it's I have a lot of these original prototypes. It's oh. kind of amazing. Oh. And then it's like, and then what color do you want? And I have these, like, one-of-a-kind prototypes in my house that have never been used, where they just sent it to me for the color, and yeah. they said, which of these colors do you like? So they haven't even been opened. Um, and, and then we ended up making the Tristan the Tristan, the original Tristan. Then they added it, the Tristan with a vibe where there's a little hole and you put a little bullet vibrator. Right, right, right. Then the Tristan 2, <gasps> which is like bigger, longer, thicker, harder, stronger, whoa. Um, <laughs> and then people thought really the Tristan 2 was a too big of a jump up because it really is like, it's twice the size of the one. It's, yeah. it's no no joke. Um, so we did a special limited edition one and a half, Tristan <laughs> 1.5. And they did it in one particular color, which is uh, blue and gray swirl. I love the swirl. Oh, my God. They, I mean, their colors are just spectacular. And so there's one, 1.5, and two. And, um, and people still write to me to this day and just be like, I found the, I found the one. Yes. Your butt plug is the one for me. Yes. <laughs> which feels really amazing. And I actually just... Um, I donated a bunch of stuff to the auction. So one of the things that International Ms. Leather does is like fundraise and they yeah, have a foundation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I donated a bunch of stuff and I was putting it all together to give to the organizers today and it, some books and some DVDs. And then I pulled out this butt plug and, you know, someone said like, oh, you pulled it out. You like pulled it out of your No, <laughs> I pulled it out of my luggage um, and said, oh, look. It's, and I was like, well, you can't, I can't like donate a Tristan prize package without the, the Tristan, Tristan plug. plug. I mean, duh. Of course. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, the one thing I'd always noticed about that plug is that the, the stem is, is is really wide. Yeah. Or, like, has a big yeah. uh, uh, diameter. It's yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because one of the other things that's so great about butt plugs is that whatever shape they are, you know, the the first part that is going in is smaller and then mm-hmm. it gets wider and wider and wider and then however wide the biggest part of the um, insertable is, then, you know, your sphincter is expanding, and expanding around that. And so you get the sensation of expanding mm-hmm. uh, in addition to just, like, the pressure and the stimulation. And then it contracts again around the stem. Right. And so, uh, again, you can kind of have the intensity of the of, of the, the anal opening, 
but then a little bit of relief Mm -hmm. from it. But then when the stem is not as small, then you get less relief, which is just, you know, whatever your pleasure is. But interestingly, I think... I think one of the trickiest things when people want to play with bigger toys, if they want to work up to uh, a penis that's a certain size, if they want to work up to like a whole hand, one of the most interesting things I found in my millions of years of experience is, is for reals, is that um, the trickiest part of, of getting your ass to really open up is not the inside. Right. You know, the the rectum has a great ability to expand, and um, and truthfully, if they put you under general anesthesia, they can just stick your hand, their hand up your ass. Like they, there's no like giant forceps. I mean, if maybe there is for certain procedures, but I'm just saying, sure. like you know, you relax, and it's like there's plenty of room in there. But what there isn't room, but where the tightness is, yeah. and where the you know trouble comes if you want to play with big toys. Is the sphincter muscles and and good? Thank goodness, that right? It is because but yeah. So one of the things I thought was this teardrop shape is contributing to the fact that like everything's open up inside, but then the sphincter muscles close around that tiny narrow part. Right. What if we got the sphincter muscles to open and stay a little bit open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the thick stem is for. What if we got them to just train themselves to kind of be a little bit more open. I love it. Because then I think penetration, you know, with other things after that plug is easier. For for some people, you know, not everyone. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great... Uh, I mean, I guess what you were saying is that there were not as many options for that. Yeah. And so... And then it's been ripped off by other companies. Of which, course. Which is just flattering. Of I mean, course. the truth is, like, you know... Some of these very high-end companies, like WeVibe and stuff, they do have patents, and mm-hmm. there's you know there's a whole legal rigmarole. Mm. But for the most part, especially like a, a homegrown independent company like Vixen, I mean, they don't have any patents on anything. Yeah. Um, so people can rip it off. But it feels flattering that, that clearly it's a shape that works for people. So what do you think about vibrating butt plugs? Yes, vibrating butt plugs. <laughs> Um, you know, the fascinating thing is that I find that people are very, it can be a polarizing Mm, topic. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People are very much like, oh my God, love. Oh my God, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things about vibration that we know is that it can help relax muscles. Yes. Okay. So when you see this funny ad for these giant wand vibrators and someone's putting it on their neck and they right. look really relaxed, well, that's bullshit because that's for their clip. But okay. <laughs> but there's a slight... Uh, oh, they're, a cur- they're great no, yes, massages. No, no, yes, there's yeah. a kernel of truth there, which is they do relax your muscles, right? And so and so it, it makes sense that like a vibrating butt plug would help relax those sphincter muscles, yes. right? Of yes. course. Um, and so I think for people who love them, they love, love, love them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I guess I'm still in the analog. Mm. If I had a choice, I would choose non-vibrating. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But that's just like a personal preference. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like any kind of insertable stimulation i mean some there are insertable vibrators now and there are right. insertable uh, i mean and then there's vibrators f- for 
the clit or external right, right. stimulation and um, and I like an inter like vaginally I like an internal vibrating thing but anally maybe it's too much going on for me it's yeah. like a little too much stimulation yeah that's interesting which is part of that that sensitive you know like the ass is like a little bit more se- for me especially but also we know that there's like all these nerve endings is that the ass is really sensitive and so they're Part of the reason why, you know, when people rush it or they go too fast and right. it hurts, the pain feels a particular kind of way because there's so many nerve endings there. Yeah. Right? So many. Yeah. And so I think for me, maybe vibration can feel a little overstimulating. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I know people who swear by it. Yeah. It's like vibrating butt plug. I'm in heaven. <laughs> so. Um, well, um, what are some of the... Uh, some of your other favorite kinds of butt plugs. Oh. Okay. Well, back in the way, 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 way time machine back in the late 90s, mm. there was this amazing sex toy inventor named Ray Serino. Hmm. His company was called Inner Space. <laughs> and he worked in what was then a new perhaps up-and-coming material for sex toys, which was Lucite or clear acrylic. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. I've... Okay. Yeah, I have have some some wands. It looked like maybe we were going to go there and that was going to be like a really good material and that was going to take off. Actually, now that we can look back, it never did. Yeah. Glass became very popular then and metal. But acrylic didn't really happen and it's quite expensive to produce especially like medical grade acrylic yeah yeah it's not cheap um but he made these butt plugs uh out of acrylic and then he also made some one-of-a-kind toys some of which i have in my collection which are just beautiful spectacular so first of all they're gorgeous they're artistic they're they're conversation pieces they're butt plugs but he his second generation of butt plugs he made had a rounder shape to it rather than teardrop more round and then the base of it was concave yeah and when you put it in someone's ass then you could look and shine a light you could see inside their ass completely I've seen that in Porn. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, no, we, we, I, I used it in my videos, and I mean, it was just, it was a thing I would do when I would do live demos. I, it would be amazing for people because just like, I mean, this really to me harkens back. There's a direct line for me for, to Annie Sprinkle. You know, when Annie Sprinkle did these like cervix shows, right, 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 right where right. she would the public cervix announcement. Yes, where yeah. she would put in the um, speculum, the speculum, and let people look at her cervix. People were like awestruck and this was essentially the same exact thing you could literally see inside someone's ass there's light shining in there you can see the anal tissue Mm. it's like this place that we don't know what it looks like this place that's like sort of so hidden yeah yeah. and that we're not supposed to talk about is suddenly illuminated right and 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 what i would do you know with people is i would get someone who was a sort of an exhibitionist who'd volunteer to be this person and and people would come up and look but no one could touch them obviously that's not appropriate but people got crazy really into it i mean it was like a party trick that i had in my workshop for (laughs) years 
years. <laughs> um, and I still have that butt plug. Um, and it is still a favorite of mine to this day. I, I, I still love the, the acrylic. I, I love Ray Serino, who's gone on to do. He is not a sex toy maker anymore. Um, but, man, when he, he had an imagination like no other. So, okay, so that's... That, that, that's cool. That toy is really amazing. Um, I use my... I, I use the Tristan. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. love the Tristan. Yeah. Um, and there are times when I get in the mood for anal beads. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we we kind of... No, let, let's talk about why the... the, the why the beads? Like, yeah, why the why beads? The, What's the deal with beads, right? Because what we've established is that there used to be toys that were beads like hard, on a string hard beads like on plastic a, beads. on a cotton or nylon string right. impossible to clean yeah and also bad like so easy to break and had rough edges and they were like 395 and here's the thing is if a toy is 395 that's a signal three dollars and 95 cents that it's not a good toy yeah and, and you're worth more. Yeah, yeah, of course. I really, really strongly. Yes, just, de- definitely. I can't even believe like, we sold those at Babeland. Yeah. And we used to have to tell people yeah. that they had these seams and you should, like, file them off with a nail file. That's what we were supposed to tell people because we wanted them to be safe. But I was like... Or you what? could just not... Or someone could really reinvent this toy, which I feel like the toy manufacturers have. Because well, now absolutely. almost every every anal bead toy is one solid piece yeah. of these balls and then in between ball, in between. Um, and, and so the idea is kind of like what I was saying before about the plug with the difference between like the widest part of the, yes. of the insertable and the stem is that you are expanding. Ex- ex- <laughs> I'm trying to combine the word expand and sphincter apparently oh. into one... Portmanteau. Uh, you're uh, expanding and then contracting yes. and then expanding and then contracting. Yeah. And that and for is, some could people, be very pleasurable. That's really the turn on. Yeah. Like that moment of first penetration where the sphincter muscles relax and um, and the ass starts to open. Yeah. And penetration is totally comfortable and it's like it's well lubed and, and it's that first moment. Well, truthfully, you know, with it, with another toy like a butt plug or or a dildo, that first moment of penetration is over, and then we have these other sensations, right? Right. With beads, it's like that moment where you're like, oh my god, and then it goes in, yeah. And then the sphincter muscles close around that narrow part, and yeah. then, oh my and god, that- it's going in again. <laughs> and so you know, people lube them and and put one in after the other, and so. Uh, and and they're also you know there there are giant anal beads these crazy ones but I also feel like it's an accessible kind of toy yeah because I like to always recommend these fairly small ones like um, Fun Factory makes this flexi Felix it, it looks like a little creature oh which yeah, is really yeah, funny. yeah and it but has a little handle it has right? a little handle yeah, which yeah, is yeah. also like the eyes of the creature uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but it's very very small very yeah. small yeah, yeah. Uh, so non intimidating really simple um and then it has a happy face has a happy face and then what most people like to do is after you put and you you don't have to put a whole string of beads into your ass that's the other thing it's like you can put three in and be like this is good for me yeah or you can work your way up to you know the the point is not like you have to take the whole thing it's just and sometimes the they get bigger right? and sometimes they graduate Yeah. yeah so you put a few in as many as you want and then 
the idea is that you're going to pull out the bead toy um, all at once. Mm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, the only, I, I sometimes try to describe this with a sound effect, which is like, you know, it's like you go in and it's like, and then, you know, you like, you suck each one in, close around the narrow part, suck it in, close it. And then when you take it out, it's like, boom, 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 <laughs> right? But it's all one sensation, right? Yeah, so instead yeah, of this sort right. of slower thing, and, and for some people, they can do that right before they come. It will, yeah. like, send them over the edge into orgasm. Some people will start to come and then do it, and it intensifies, kind of kicks up the orgasm. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, like, an interesting – it feels totally different coming out than it did going in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's all right. That, that's an anal beat for you. <laughs> um. What um, what are some other uh, kinky, devious butt plug ideas in your bag of mm, tricks? Kinky, devious butt. I mean, I'm finding I'm finding myself thinking about like pony tails. Oh, ponytails! Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And also, race. Speaking of race, Reno Ray made these incredible. I think he only made three of them, and I own two of them. Nice uh, acrylic butt plug, and then attached to it. An entire set of like peacock feathers oh or something. So you put it in your butt and it was just all feathers outside of your butt, but big feathers, big feathers, and That's like incredible. purple. That's incredible. Oh, I have that somewhere. Where is that? I'm trying to think of exactly where it is in my house. I think I know. Okay. Because <laughs> um, it's like, you know, put away for pros. Posterity. Posterity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Okay. So, Posterior? Um, Posterity? Um, <laughs> okay. So, the other thing I think I like is, I don't think I know, is um, I do, I did for a while get really into the enema gear. Oh, uh, yes. Because really, it's like a whole other set of toys, right? You know, there's all these different nozzles, and there's like the butt plug nozzle, and then there's the anal bead nozzle, and there's yeah. this sounds and, and different materials. This is I love animas. I yeah. think they're and so and, fun. and for, so for me, I think what people there's so many ways an enema can go. It can be really nurturing and sweet Mm. it can be intimate it can be humiliating yeah it can be a huge power dynamic you know controlling bodily fluids but for me i think one of the important things to always think about with an enema is it's a form of penetration it's penetration by water it's you can penetrate someone deeper than you could even with your whole arm yes with water penetration by water and that is its own unique Entirely different sensation. You're singing my song, Tristan. I am. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so have you ever done that? I mean, this is not really. This is getting a, a little off topic from the butt plugs. But have you done the, the shower nozzle ones? Yes. Just like instant. Whoosh. Exactly. It's yeah. like cocaine. <laughs> well, part of it is that um, you know all of that tissue that makes up your ass um, and the rectum is can absorb things very quickly. Exactly. Um, so so that so 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 the drug reference is interesting because it's sort of like I always say to people who want to have these exotic enemas, mm. like, oh let's have an espresso enema, let's have uh, a champagne enema. It's yeah. like no 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 no. No. 
if you like if you wouldn't shoot it into your veins exactly. directly into your bloodstream exactly. you're not putting it in an enema yeah. it's just not cool yeah. and i'm a real purist when it comes to that shit yeah people are like what about a little soap what about a little herbal what about a little chamomile i'm like no no. I'm going to be a total hard ass about this and say no. Um, I'm with you. So, but where where was I going with that? Um, oh, just the, the, that tissue absorbs things so quickly and fast. Right, right, um, right So right. it's just, it, it is an instant kind of high. Um, yeah, and I think it's a form of penetration. Yeah. It's just entirely different. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're, are we strangely sexually compatible? Um, how how strange is it? No, I know I don't mean strange. I just mean I I we've become friends in the past year. Uh huh. And I I really like you, and I like hanging out with you. I like hanging out with you too. But I didn't know that we had this much in common. Well, you know, maybe it's like because we were like we both work in sexuality, and we. Uh, became colleagues in sexuality mm-hmm. and then we became friends and like when you have like uh, professional sexuality people who are also perverts as friends sometimes it's really when you start to get to know each other the like nice thing about it is like let's talk about Taylor Swift yes let's talk yes, about, yes, let's, yes. Like, let's, let's not talk about sex like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right so, so I don't I mean, I, well, I think of you as um, really into, like, role-playing fantasy, uh-huh. huge yeah. dirty talker, um, gen, like, gender, or gender play, you have a very complicated gender. I'm, I mean, that is a <laughs> fucking compliment. I'm winking at you right now. I mean that in the best possible way. Of course you do. And uh, I like a complicated gender. But, I, yeah, so I guess we just haven't had really a conversation about our anal whatever. I don't talk about like I mean if if uh if anal could be considered vanilla like in the sense of it being like about like like bodies and intercourse and penetration and orgasms and stuff like that's not my wheelhouse as much with sexuality stuff as um right. as like kink and and uh, gender and social stuff yeah. is as much. So yeah. so I guess I just like don't talk about it that much until now. <laughs> and it's really funny too because I mean almost anyone I meet will tell me their most fantastical, their most pressing, their most neurotic, <laughs> or their just most deepest, darkest anal fantasies, practices, yeah. activities. Um, so I actually know a lot about people's anal sex lives because they just they just tell me or they write to me. But I guess in my circle of friends, I don't, it's like, doesn't come up. Well, you know, speaking of gender, I mean, another thing, and this isn't specifically about plugs either, but uh, another thing that I really love about anal is that it just makes me feel like a faggot. Mm. Yeah. Which is like really not that complicated. It's like, who likes it in the butt? Faggots do. And also sometimes like bottoming is kind of... uh, not like uh like difficult isn't the right word but it's like uh not i can like top i'm like ready to oh top. yeah you know no, what i mean and I so think like bottoming a, can be a little bit i more. think there's a certain kind of surrender that happens with right. my ass right. I, not everyone but there's a certain kind of that i can give it up a little bit easier when there's a butt plug in my ass than if you put a ball gag in my mouth yeah and i guess uh yeah that's true too but i also um I think that it's, it's also that I guess I'd rather, 
I just feel more comfortable bottoming anally than I do vaginally a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are whole swaths of time where I'm just, like, not interested in vaginal penetration at all. Yeah. It's nice to talk about. And it's like, because then you're like, am I, am I becoming, am I becoming, st- like, I t- did I turn 30 and become stone? And it's like, well, maybe, and that would be fine. But also, right. like, maybe there's just, like, a, like, a, maybe, yeah. maybe it's just more. It's just, I mean, yeah, I've, I've just. It just at some point, it's like there are times when it's like, I'm really not in the mood for that. Yeah. But I'm kind of always in the mood for anal sex. Well, and that, <laughs> and that really, that actually uh, kind of goes back to uh, full circle to what you were saying in the beginning about uh, starting to have queer sex for the first time and being uh, inducted into this world of there being a menu. And like, that's something that helps, has always helped me as as if there was ever a question but to uh, understand myself as queer and understand myself as kinky that like I knew from very young that I liked sex and I knew that I liked uh you know intercourse with cis men and like uh you know cocks in my pussy and whatever but that like I wanted more but I also wanted to be like when the, when when you have all the stuff in your menu, you can be like, "It's Thursday. I'm gonna have yeah. salad." Yeah. Or, or <laughs> someone or my salad. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. like, oh, and then it's gonna be, and oh, it's been like but two was, months since like since someone's fucked my pussy, and that's not weird. No. Because like, when you're when you're heterosexual and that's weird, I guess. Then right, you're, right. you're like, oh my god, I like haven't had sex at all well you haven't had vaginal penis intercourse then you're like, but that's yeah. like the that's like the way but I, you know i was thinking about this gender question like uh, about you feeling faggy when you have anal sex and i feel a kind of weird genderlessness mm, that's nice that makes sense i feel sometimes reduced mm. just to the asshole oh that's so nice and <laughs> Knowing that everyone has one, yeah, yeah, I feel kind of stripped down to that one thing that we all have, and so it's like sort of a space of endless possibilities for me. I was just thinking about that. I was like, do I feel like a fag? Do I feel like a girl? Do I feel like a blah blah blah? I was just like thinking, I it's a genderless space for me. That's fucking beautiful. Well, I think that's a really nice note to contemplate and to end on um uh what is next in the world of Tristan Terramino oh my god I mean it's really funny because I wrote the book on anal sex then I wrote another book on anal sex right, the anal right. sex position guide oh yeah I've done now how many instructional movies on anal sex I mean the ultimate guide to anal sex for women then the second one then then the expert guide to anal sex then advanced anal sex, then pegging, anal pleasure for men. I mean, it's like people say, like, oh, my God, are you sick of teaching, like, anal 101? Are you sick of talking to people about anal sex? And the truth is I'm not. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I'm not. Is what, that wait, You know what? Actually, that reminds me. I want to ask you, what has changed since the oh, 90s? Oh, yes. Like, so dramatic. So dramatic. Yeah, why? Why? What, yeah. What, what, what socially, historically do you think has has changed. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was thanks to you, um, but in addition to that, what what do you... Yeah. I mean, on some level, I feel like there's some simple evolution, like 
we can see in the 1950s that oral sex was considered, ooh, right, right, we right, do right, that? Right, ooh, right. When did, is that special? Ooh, just the honeymoon? Or yeah. when did... Right. So people were like a little bit like, woo. And of course, by... At, at a certain point in our history, it's like the president of the United States is having oral sex. And no one is saying he's kinky. Right. They're saying, oh, he's cheating on his wife, or he's having an affair, or he's being with a younger woman. And there's, there's all these different analyses. But no one is going, oh, my God, he got a blowjob. Right, right, right. No right, one. Right, 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 right. Because right. that's just like, yeah, duh. Right. So I feel like in some ways, we, we're, we're moving in that direction with anal sex, mm. which is that... We just are evolving to allow this spectrum of sexuality to just be there and stop policing its borders mm. as what's acceptable. You know, what's acceptable has just become broader. It's just yeah. we, we just have a lot more things that are acceptable. And, and that's just a sort of, I think you can see that. I think like, you know people who do like sexual histories could see oh look when this was bad and now this is fine but what what happened why what happened yeah why did it change yeah um it's a great question you know i think a lot of a lot of things kind of contributed to it and i think i think that our sexuality in gen in general has become more fluid yeah um i think that our sexual roles have changed. Mm. What we do in bed has changed. This idea that there are these hard and fast, this is how gay guys have sex. This is how lesbians have sex. This is how straight people have sex. That's gotten really shaky and no, there's no clear borders, um, which I think is great. Yeah. We're, we're in a place, we're in that place now, which we only imagined we would be in. And that's important. So I think that anal sex... I was not relegated to like there's only this one group of people who does it and they do it in this particular way. Yeah. Um, and I think I mean there's there ha there is a, a huge piece of this that has to do with the AIDS crisis. I came of age sexually in the AIDS cri you know during the AIDS crisis, and um, that had a huge imprint on me. And while so many awful things happened in the 90s, um, there was also direct action groups like Queer Nation and ACT UP. And, you know, one of the first places I heard about anal sex education mm. was in these community-based, activist-based organizations. So part of it is, like, we have to talk about the ways in which we're having sex because people are dying. Right. But now we're talking about the ways in which people have sex. Yeah. So there is a way in which it was necessary to our own survival as queer people to be really honest and talk about something that wasn't being talked about. And, yeah. you know, they were saying, they used the phrase anal sex in the New York Times. Yeah. And that was, that's a huge cultural moment. Right, right, right. Um, so I think that we can't discount the fact that in this moment of intense crisis and loss and grief, we started having really hard conversations. And once they started... They spread. Yeah. You know, first those conversations were definitely happening among gay men. And like the first few classes I went to about anal sex, all gay men, taught by gay men, for gay men. Um, but then that started to begin to seep, you know, yeah. into other parts. And so I, I think that's a piece of it too. And then I think 
you know, I'm a big person who believes representation matters. Yeah. And I was just talking to my friend Jane the other day about this. She was saying, like, what is the, what's the evolution of pegging? And, you know, you can really go back to 1998 and Bend Over Boyfriend was this critical turning point. Yeah. Where everything changed for pegging. Pegging wasn't even coined. That phrase was not coined then. But I can remember that in addition to Sex and the City, which I think gets kind of all the glory for these frank discussions and depictions of sexuality, I remember, like it was yesterday, the episode of The Sopranos when Ada Tutoro's character was fucking her then-boyfriend who was this guy in, in the mob yeah. in the ass. And he was loving it. And it oh, was... God, I don't remember that. It was... Um, it was not ambiguous. There was no euphemism. She couldn't have been doing anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was 100% clear that she had a dildo in her hand and she was fucking him in the ass and they were really getting off on it. And they were pretty heteronormative. They, you know, they were in New Jersey. They were in this, yeah. like, mob family. Um, and that started then popping up. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. these representations. Of, of anal sex that were not about violation or assault or yeah. yeah this horrible horrible stuff it was like oh that's the that's the freaky way those people have sex yeah. oh and look over there that's the freaky way that people those have so so I think representation matters and the fact that we began to have these reference points that were not loaded with essentially violence yeah yeah was a shift do you watch Broad City I do did you see the pregnant episode? I did. Wow. Oh, we, I mean, we could talk for another I hour. I know. I mean, that, sure. again, I think these are cultural moments that, for those of us who have been doing this work for, like, many, many, many years, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't have seen it coming this soon. Yeah. And the fact that it's here and in that show especially is so normalized, yeah. So just fun and light and, and, and information good information good being given, <laughs> you know, like a little education. And the 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 satire is subtle in a way that shows that the people who are creating it understand what it is and they're not just being like oh this is like some weird freaky funny thing no. like what's like our bag of like funny things that we think would be like absurd and humiliating uh this uh we're only right. going to right. no they're the in humor on the joke. is gonna they're in come on the joke. from like a superficial yeah. understanding of yeah. what it is no. they're like totally no in yeah on the so joke. i mean th- those things matter they certainly matter um and representation matters and i think uh, we've come a long way, certainly since my book first came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what's next? <laughs> what's next is a little bit uh, under wraps right now. Ooh. So, I am, one thing that I'm doing is I've become bi-coastal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I can I simply have to have it always, all the time. <laughs> You're so greedy. I know. Oh, sitting on the fence. Can't you just choose one so, or the other? I'm splitting my time now between LA and New York, and that's something really exciting, but also quite like startling and takes a lot of energy because it's just strange to, you know, live in two places and have and 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 have those places be so different, um, like 
driving weird that's <laughs> uh, so all i'm gonna say about la is driving nobody walks in la uh i like to take public transportation in la i love the metro people think i'm insane i so didn't even know that existed so you didn't even know it existed so yeah we'll take the train next i'm time from california okay. so so um so that's taking up a lot of time and i uh i'm I've reformed. I'm I'm a I'm a recovering workaholic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know this about you. So I'm slowing down a little bit, but very consciously and by choice. If you put a workaholic on a deserted island with no work, are they still a workaholic? They are. Yeah. Because it's in your head. It's yeah. the way you think and it's the way you see yourself. Yeah. So I'm I'm letting go of my identity being so wrapped up in my work. Yeah. I bet meditation is really And meditation's awesome helping. For that. And um, I just started the third season of Sex Out Loud, which is right. my radio show yes. and podcast. Yes, which I listen to religiously. Sexoutloudradio.com. I just listened to the episode with Stoya. Oh my so God. Good. Love and uh, there's a really good one uh, uh, tomorrow, which I pre taped, obviously, because I'm at Imsel. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, so I'm loving radio right now yeah it is something that brings me tremendous amounts of joy and um it's a different way to reach people Mm -hmm. and i really love to talk (laughs) i mean i really love to talk i don't know if you notice that people um we don't have that problem of not talking so so i'm really excited that i have like a whole season where i'm gonna up my game um big time and uh, and just have more guests, better guests, amazing guests, more diverse guests. Uh, that's a mandate that I gave myself that I'm going to hold myself to. So, um, and I'm working on a new book. Cool. And it's a secret. I can't wait to learn the secret. Uh, so it's so funny too, because two of my books have the word secret in the title. And I hate (laughs) that idea that there's like sex secrets, but this book is a secret for now. And, uh, it's going to take a little time. So I want to slow down my travel schedule in order to have more time to write. Cool. Well, I can't wait. And thank you so much for talking about butts. And butt plugs. And butt plugs. I literally could talk about them for days. I'm glad that we narrowed in on that specific that specific thing. And you just made a motion with your hand that's very... Very butt, but yeah, fisting, or maybe a tapered end. I like too have bass. small piano playing hands. hands that God made for you know yeah. for plugging for plugging. <laughs> um, well, uh, okay. Well, thank you so much, and I hope that you have a an amazing international Miss Leather weekend. You too. Yeah, and uh, it's puckerup.com. Puckerup.com is and where people can find me. Twitter at Tristan Taramino, um, sexoutloudradio.com, sort of Facebook, but I get I get very ambivalent about Facebook. I yeah, I'm like yeah. So just so you know, like I'm on Twitter and that's really me and it's not someone like Matt. That's me on my Twitter. So that's the best place to find me and reach me. Cool. Great. Well, um, I can't wait to reach you there. And everywhere. What's wrong with me? Thanks for tuning in to episode 27. Follow at T 
Tina Horn's ass and at Into That Podcast on Twitter. Subscribe and write us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And visit whyarepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. Next month is Bike Smut Film Festival creative director Poppy Cox talking about bicycles, bicycles. I like took me for a few bike rides and I was like, this is amazing. I like totally converted me. And like that moment, like just everyone on a bike I was checking out like I just like was no longer interested in anyone who didn't ride a bike yeah and then there's definitely this point where I was like in this bar and this guy was like hitting on me I'm like okay and then like he's talking he's like talking about how he has like five bikes at home and I'm like immediately much more interested (laughs) okay and then moved to California and I was living with this guy who like who used this term bike sexual and I was like that's totally me (laughs) like i just i don't really care what your gender is but i really care if you ride a bike (laughs) because like there's like you know if you're at a bar and you meet someone like there's always that awkward moment like you want to go home together but if they don't ride a bike too like what they're gonna take the train meet them at their house like it just kind of like completely ruins the moment i've totally biked home well my the person I was going home with got in a cab and like I was like I'll see you there (laughs) so you just enjoy your $30 cab ride and you can watch my ass pumping the whole way the whole way there (laughs) totally as ever why are people into that is produced and hosted by Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Pine. Our website was designed by Justin Levesque. And we are exclusively sponsored by Smitten Kitten. Until next time, I'll be filling you up and never letting you down. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.